Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co-senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of the Color Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as Saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Color Sisterhood team and some of our beloved friends. To find out more and stay up to date, please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Good morning girls, cheers to you. <laughs> it is Thursday morning, Thursday morning in Sydney, Australia and around the world. Um, it is whatever time of the day it is, amen. So it's 5pm, 5pm for me here in California, hallelujah. And uh, like I said, 10 p.m., 10 a.m., <laughs> praise the Lord, in, um, in Sydney. And uh, I don't know what time it would be, 8 p.m. in New York. Who knows? Around the world. Why don't you just drop into the chat line and tell us seriously what time of the day it is where you are and where you are from. But um, I just want to just give you a huge welcome to what is our sisterhood um, in this season of 2020. And um, it is lovely to see you. And I see girls jumping on already from all over. I see Taylor, I see Sarah, I see Amy Brown, I see Juliet Sperling from Phoenix. Cool thing is that tomorrow, Phoenix time, I'm gonna drop in on the sisterhood there in Phoenix and talk to all our, all our college students who are in that campus. So that's kind of exciting, amen. So uh, cool, gonna be talking with Judith Christ. Um, on that note and um, it'll be fantastic. So are you good? Is it a beautiful day wherever you are? Praise the Lord. I got through. It's 5.01 and we just got through that awkward first minute and anyone who's ever done one of these IG lives knows exactly what that first awkward minute is like. Amen. So is it a beautiful day where you are? Okay, again on the chat line, why don't you just tell us what the day is like? The weather here in California, um, it's still beautiful, I have to say, it's still absolutely beautiful, but the temperature was dropping a little bit. Today it's gone right up again. It's like 30 degrees or something. So I see in some parts of the US, I see people wearing coats and jackets and there's been a bit of a snow flurry in parts of Europe. So it's gorgeous. Danny J is saying it is gorgeous in Perth. And Danny, how well did um, Krishan do on Sunday night? Amen. I just love that he just is bold enough to preach <laughs> by the water and have black swans swimming past his head um, as he does that. And it's kind of cool. Hi, Hannah. Nice to see you. Jess, Joycey Dixon. Are you well? Amen. Fantastic. I love that. And my beautiful Lucille is here and that's kind of fun because I'm going to be hooking up with her in uh, just a short moment. So it's October, girls. Can you believe that? Okay, I think it's October. October 1st in, uh, in, in Australia, that part of the world. We're tracking behind here. But who knew? October. And so you know what? Again, if you're having a birthday this month, um, why don't you just drop it in the chat and just allow us to wish you a happy birthday. I also know that it is school holidays in some parts of the country. And so if it is school holidays and you've managed to get on this, I'm really proud of you girls. Amen. So it is an incredible time of the year. All right, we're going to pray. Father God, I just want to thank you for each and every girl who is watching in today, who is hooked in and joined sisterhood. And Father God, I really do pray that you'll have your divine will upon today, upon our conversation, Father God, our fellowship, and that you'll be exalted and that we're gonna learn from one another. 
And Lord, the nature of sisterhood is that it's community, it is friendship, it is sharing life together. And I pray, Father, I do, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will come alongside and just um, anoint this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Fantastic. I love that. Beautiful. Okay. Any highlights this week, girls? Any highlights? I had a wee highlight. I got to have lunch with um, Brookie, with Brooke, uh, Little Wood, last Friday, which is really lovely. First time I've actually, no, actually the second time I've seen her. But we got to just hang out and chat and talk and amongst other things. I don't think I've actually talked to you girls about this, but we got to chat a little bit about this. So you've all seen this advertised and different people talking about it. And so kind of this is a new um, endeavor. These guys, um, Carolee and, and Ben and um, Scotty and Brooke collaborated together and uh, they've done this beautiful children's book called What a Beautiful Name. And it comes off, of course, of the song. And so it's absolutely beautiful. So if you haven't gotten that, why don't you get it? Because it's absolutely beautiful. And I'm really proud of you guys for doing that. Amen. Have to get Carolee on sometime soon to um, host one of these mornings, amen. And then, okay, a little highlight for me is, for Brian and I, is that, um, did you see on social media that we've got a dog? Ah, we've actually secured a puppy and his name is Lido and he's still a baby. And so we'll get him when we get home. And uh, he's so cute. So the only reason we got him was because somebody canceled and we were on a waiting list because they're really hard to find at the moment. Everybody wants a dog in uh, 2020. And so um, we were on a waiting list. It was gonna be like April or something like that. And so, yay, we got him and he's really, really cute. And he would have been the last in the litter to be chosen because we were the last on the list. But anyway, his name's Lido and uh, something to look forward to when we come home, amen. Fantastic. <laughs> I know, lots of you. You'll be the next church dog for sure. All right, girls. Um, you know, it's been a couple of weeks because the, I think the last time I spoke to you girls was with Christine Kane, and that was epic. And we'll have to do a part two with Chris because seriously, I labored all day to write a whole lot of beautiful questions and really when you got one or two in which is what happens when you talk with Chris Kane because she is just a wealth of wisdom and she can just <laughs> talk to the cows come home and we love her for that. So um, we'll have to get her on to do a second one when um, she's not too busy. And, uh, and then we had the two Sarahs. So Sarah Caroya and Sarah Sperry did a great job, by the way. And then we had our Sisterhood United night. And so it's been a few weeks since we've been in this format together. And um, I just want to um, I just want to thank you girls for all the love and support for Sisterhood United Night. And I want to thank you for coming out in force or staying in in force. And um, I got lots of beautiful feedback. And there was just a lot of comments from pastors and leaders and just girls saying it was exactly what we needed. I don't know. There's just something. And so it was a simple format. We kind of... Um, it was like a, a, a lesson in motion because it's like, how, how do we do a Sisterhood United night online? And so we kept it simple, but it was fun. And so many of you girls um, had groups over and gatherings and you made it special. And um, okay, the good report on that is it's hard to estimate um, exact attendance, but we can um, kind of count the devices, so technology can tell you how many devices are hooked in, but then you don't know how many people are watching that one device. So, you know, I know some of my girls had like, like 10, 12, 15 girls over at their houses. So it feels like there was a really good, healthy 6,000 girls came out for that, which is a great testimony, amen? A great testimony. Okay, I can see Hannah Hobbs saying that Beck Woods was hilarious. Oh yes, that's right, she was. She's just a natural, right? She's just 
absolutely a natural in Jesus' name. So anyway, thanks for that. And I really do pray that you are still smiling. Everybody smile. Chuck a smiley face into the, into the chat line. Because, you know, we are Proverbs 31 women by the grace of God. And we're going to continue to be Proverbs 31 women by the grace of God. And you know what? She smiles at the future. And even amid adversity and dark times and challenging times and crazy times, we're going to keep smiling in the name of Jesus and keep one another smiling. Amen. I saw a yellow cap. I'm gonna get it. And it's got like smiley lips on it. So if you see me on Instagram with that, you know, I went down the road and got it. All right, praise God. Yeah, and I just love Romans 12. <laughs> praise the Lord, I'm raving on here. I love how we're exhorted to take out just everyday, ordinary lives, our walking around lives, amen, and present them as an offering, amen. And that's actually powerful and that is beautiful. All right, everyone say this week, this week, amen. At home, we are having Australia, we have got Kids Fest happening. So I do pray if you have children that they are hooked into that and enjoying that yesterday, today, I think tomorrow or so. I get all a bit confused on the time zones. But um, praise God and shout out to the kids teams for being just so amazing in the season and providing for our children. So we're praying for the kids. And then also, this is a signature week, it's October. Um, it is Encounter Fest for our young people and the teenagers and what have you. So that is Thursday night and Friday night. It is a gifted free event. So just encourage your teenagers to get to be a part of that and um, yeah, and be praying for the team because these are these are important times in Jesus' name. And then also, okay, in one moment I'm going to call up Lucille, but I'm. Uh, the other thing is that it is October, and you know historically this has been our October fight month, and it still is. Um, it's just looking a little bit different this year, like everything. Um, but just be mindful of that, and you know I'm not kind of sure exactly how we're going to unfold that in the next couple of weeks. But stay tuned. But regardless, whether it looks the same as other years or not, um, girls. Our mandate hasn't changed and our mandate is empathy and prayer you know for us to look at this world and to empathize and to approach it with prayer and so I just want to encourage you um, to not draw back on that or become um, uh, just complacent in those areas it's really important that we're praying right now amen and letting the Holy Spirit guide us does that sound like a plan amen I love that all right I am gonna call out my daughter-in-law on that note beautiful Amen. <laughs> so this is the part that you all love the most. You see, you just love it when my little fat fingers cannot. <laughs> it's so simple. If you've ever done it before, girls, there's two little faces down here and there's three people. Praise the Lord. All right. Amen. <laughs> oh, gosh. Praise the Lord. Did you like the time? We're going to have to do bloopers when we... Why won't it just connect, Lord Jesus? Like it's his fault. It's not his fault. There we go. <laughs> okay. Well, you're welcome for the entertainment. All right. Hopefully, Lucille is coming. Hello! Get it! I'm so proud of you! <laughs> I don't know what it is, Lucille. It's just my fingers will not... Hit the little faces. I was holding my breath because I was like, do I need to do anything right now to help you? I'm just like, you can do it. You can do it. And you yeah. did it. No. 
I think it's I think it's just you know I think it's needful. I think it's an important part of a Thursday morning for us to have a dysfunctional moment. Yeah. How are you, Pat? I'm good. I have escaped my bedroom to have some quiet time to catch up with all the sisterhood. So I'm so excited to be part of this. These mornings, well, afternoons for us here, uh, are some of my favorite because I get to see everybody and catch up with everyone from Australia and from all around the world. So thanks for having me. You do. And I've actually really appreciated that I've seen you on so many of these. I see your name fly past. When you're actually talking or trying to exhort, it's a little bit hard to look at the comments as well because you get distracted. But um, I love seeing you and I've loved seeing lots of the LA, you know, Californian girls. And that's why I often make reference to, because I think the timing of 10 a.m. Thursday morning kind of sits perfectly with California and this coast and the other coast and and the rest of the world have to kind of um, catch up in the history. But I love that. So... So you've got, like, where are the children again? They're in another room. No, well, Ben um, took them out for a swim, I think. So I do have the house to myself, but I just, I'm like one of those people, I like really love my bedroom. So it's my little quiet solace place. So I'm up here anyway. <laughs> That's so good. Amen. You have to tell me what kind of pancake mix to make for the children because I'm having them on Saturday morning, correct? Yes, that's right. You got to make them pancakes. Oh my gosh, they would be happy with any, any mix you give them. The yep. shake, you know? Yeah, <laughs> shake, and, shake and make a pancake. No worries. All right, for anyone who's watching on from around the world, because again, girls do pop in and you're so welcome here this morning. Um, this is my beautiful Lucille, all right? So I'm just going to give a little bit of information in case someone doesn't quite know who you are. I was talking to my um, Laurie, my Laurie, my assistant Laurie, and she, I told her you were coming on this, uh, this morning. And she's like, oh, I love that. She goes, you know what? I don't really know Lucille that well. So mm -hmm. I Lots of people are just going to enjoy just hearing from you, sweetheart. And I know that lots of your girlfriends at home are excited to see you because they love you and they miss you. But, okay, so this is Lucille Marguerite. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Marguerite Houston, exactly. And uh, like I just said, you're married to our beautiful Ben, and I adore that. Um, you are the mother of four of our grandchildren. So I do know the names of my grandchildren and their ages, but why don't you just tell the girls about your little brood, okay? Well, just tell them the ages. Okay, it's okay if you don't remember because sometimes I get to like the pharmacy CVS line and they ask me for all the ages when I'm getting medicine and I'm like, okay, hold on, I've got this. But um, there is a lot of children, so I'll forgive you if you don't remember. <laughs> so we, Banner is our oldest. She is going to be turning 12 next month. And uh, then we have Lexi, Lexi Milan. She is 10. And then Bailey is eight and our little Blaze Benjamin is three, almost four. Amen. And they're magnificent children. And one thing that we have loved is being here for these, it's actually three, four months actually, and just getting to spend time with the family. And so I've, I've loved that. Um, with Ben, you guys lead, you're the leads of our lead pastors of Hillsong, California, which if anyone doesn't quite understand, that encompasses LA, OC, which stands for Orange County, and San Francisco. So you guys oversight that. How many years now has Hillsong, California, California been on the page? We were just talking about this yesterday, actually. It has been almost seven years since we first came. So um, we started around that time as well. Like it's like six and a half. So it's wild. Time has definitely flown for sure. I, um, I, the story just comes to literally to mind right now, but some of, some of you girls listening on won't know this, but you know, all of those years ago, Ben and Lucy said it was just, East, I think it was Easter Monday. And uh, you text us and you said, oh, can we come over and just like share something with you? Oh. So 
fully expecting for you guys to, to walk in the door and I remember sitting on the coffee table or whatever and, and I was expecting you to say, we're pregnant, you're having another baby. And then you're like, no, we've got California on our heart and it's, yeah, praise God. And I was like, oh my God. And I was so happy for you. But then when you left and I closed the front door, I turned to Brian and I said, I could really hate America right now. Oh. <laughs> I already had Joel and now I'm like, now my other son is going. But whenever I've told that story, people like Lisa Bevere always um, text me and she, she's so encouraging. She's like, thank you for investing your children into our nation in Jesus' name. Anyway, such is life. And that is fun to see you like a bunch in this season because you guys are often here. So I feel like that's the goodness of God in some way as well. Uh, it is. Okay, on a personal note, I love this girl a lot. I love you, Lucille, a lot. And I love you because you love my son. I love you for many reasons, but I do love that you love my son. Amen. And, um, you know, girls listening on, Ben and Lucille were the first of our three children to um, get married, which always makes them special. Do you have, uh, I have a special memory of your wedding. I have a special tell memory. Me, tell me the special memory. I want to hear it. <laughs> the fire engine. Oh, no, not that. <laughs> Anything but that. No, do you know what? It's really funny. I'll let you tell the story, but I have actually, like, erased that from my memory because what happened was when that happened and the video guy that was doing our video, a lovely guy in our church, he was like, do you want that on the video? I said, absolutely not. I never want to remember that for the rest of my life, but you can share it if you want. It is a funny memory. All right, really quickly, girls, we had this tiny chapel in the city. I think it was a C3 chapel, I can't quite remember. Tiny, beautiful little chapel. Brian's in the middle of the vows. And then suddenly, like, the fire alarm goes off in this tiny chapel because one of the candles in the foyer has set the alarm off. And so it is just deafening. And you know what? That awkward moment where you don't know what to do. I mean, I just kept looking forward. I just kept looking forward thinking, dear God, somebody in this, in this wedding party, somebody in our church has to know how to turn this off. And in the end, they couldn't. So we had this siren going. And then if that wasn't enough, <laughs> then you hear like the actual fire engines coming and the fire brigade coming into the like back of the foyer. It was a moment. It was it's a, a dull moment with anything that we do, I feel. I do remember looking back and looking at my brother's faces like with like desperation in my eyes, like make it stop now. <laughs> I think as somebody ended up going out there and like ripping it off the wall, it did end up stopping, but I think it made for a memorable thing, but one that I didn't want in my video as well. So I've got a little bit of a traumatized like memory of it, but it does, it keeps it fun. Yeah. I do believe that Kevin Brett, Pastor Kevin Brett, which is Laura Lynn's dad, may have smashed the wall <laughs> to turn the electricity, the power off. So we had to repair that. But um. I, I said that you're the first to get married, which makes you guys special. And um, I, I just remember, I want to I say this because I, I think this is actually a very powerful thought for family. And um, I remember Helen Burns. I think it was Helen Burns. She said, um, she kind of gave a pre-warning once. She was te they were teaching about family. And she said, um, I just want to be, I, I want to pre-warn you as parents. Be, I wrote it down. Be prepared for the shift of love that you'll experience when your son falls in love. In other words, you know, as a mum with a son, you're, um, you're going to be the most important person in their life until they meet the <laughs> that they are destined to marry and love for the rest of their lives. And I remember her teaching that, and I'm, I'm saying this to all the people listening in right now. Um, <laughs> I, I remember, yeah, you too with Blazy. 
-hmm. But it was so true. And I saw, because wisdom spoke and wisdom warned, um, I saw that shift happen. And it didn't affect me in a negative way. It was actually beautiful to watch, to see, in some ways, me go from being, I guess, the most important woman in Ben's life at that point to you being that person. And I think it's the same with fathers. When fathers walk their daughters down the aisle, you mm -hmm. know, them become highly emotional because it's not just a, it's a, not just a natural thing, it's actually a spiritual thing. It's an entrustment of this light over. And so, you know, it's like a godly exchange. And, you know, today when we get into the, the breadth of what we're going to talk about, you know, we're, we're talking about um, family and heritage and legacy and life and generations and doing it well. And I know that I've not done it perfectly all the time and neither have you, Luce. But, you know, what? we're all here, everyone listening, we're here actually to grow in our ability to set generations up. And I don't think it's coincidental that today, you know, in Australia at Hillsong, we've got Kids Fest happening and we've got Encounter Fest happening. And that's always about the generations. And so it's kind of beautiful. But anyway, I'm very proud of you and I've watched you navigate some tough territory throughout your young life and um you know and, i mean and, and that's life we all face tough times in life we've all faced different seasons in life but the truth is by the grace of god if we keep our eyes heavenward and we keep loving the lord and staying in his word then we all come out with the same outcomes and i say this often but we come out with the same um the same truth in our lives no matter what we experience that god is faithful and that he's trustworthy and i love that all right, sweetheart, I've got some questions for you. Kind of threefold questions, all right? So I gave you a little bit of a heads up, but not all together. So just for a moment, we've been talking kids. So just for a moment, um, when it comes to kids and family, again, you've got four different little personalities there. And again, not all girls listening have got children. But nevertheless, why don't you just tell us a little bit about those personalities and give the girls, as a mum of four, give the mm -hmm. girls a little, bit of, um, a little bit of a tip of what you've been doing um, to sort of make this season, this challenging season of 2020, a little bit of a win for the kids. Okay. Okay, okay I would love to. Um, yeah, so we do have four kids that are so, so different from each other. You know, our oldest is um, in a lot of ways an old soul. She's just kind to her core and very sensitive. And then we've got Lexi, who is just the polar opposite, just larger than life, more personality than we, we know what to do with, actually. Um, and, you know, Bailey, she's like a little bit of a mix of the both girls, just a little creative soul. Always, we call her, her um, the craft queen because she just loves sitting down and doing little arts and crafts. And, and you know, Blaze, he's coming into his own as well. It, like, he's very similar to Ben, actually. He's just good at everything he does, just never not running so it, it is a challenge when you have so many different unique personalities in the kids and, and even in the people that are in your world, whether it be your family or the people you work with, you're always going to be dealing, I think, with different personalities. And something that's really helped me navigate that is actually just being aware that um, God's actually created them unique for a reason. And, I, and I've been really blown away, to be honest, to, as their mom to go to like see it as a, at a, such a young age. They're, they're just their own little people and they've got their own strengths and the things that they um, feel, you know, that they struggle with as well. And so um, one thing I did do a, a handful of years ago is I read a book called The um, Five Love Languages. And I know that lots of people have heard about it before, but if you have, make sure that you... Um, have a look at it. And it's basically just talking about the fact that we all 
um, feel love in different, feel loved in different ways. So there's, I think, five main things, whether it's um, words of affirmation, acts of service, I think quality times one, and there's a few others as well. But um, I just found that so helpful, not only with my kids, but also with my husband, with the people that I work with, because you kind of find out what it is that makes their love tank full. And so in this season where things are like, there's a lot of unknowns, you know, um, I have found it so helpful to parent in a way where I'm very mindful of the things that um, matter to them, the things that uh, kind of weigh on their heart. And I, I don't know about the mums out there, but I feel like I parent um, all of my kids very differently because they are so different, right? Um, I think some of the tips um, that we've found really helpful in this season um, I would say, honestly, one of the first things is um, I've had to really choose to look after myself in this season. So as mums, as people that um, not even, like even if you're not a mum out there, I mean, we all have things that we have to carry and things that we have to do. I think um, there is a lot of power in uh, being strong, mind, body and soul. I think the greatest gift, one of the greatest gifts that we can give to the people we love is actually a healthy us, you know? So um, for me, really practically, I've had to actually um, put in place some boundaries with myself with, for, for me, it's mornings, for example. So I have to wake up and set myself up for a win, even if it's five minutes of reading a devotional or reading a verse or two. For me, I know that that sets my mind in a really good place. Sometimes I'll work out. Sometimes I will just have a few moments to myself. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, something crazy. And I've, I've actually found that um, in this season that's been really healthy because I'm out of that strength. I've been able to love others better. And, and my kids know that. They actually have um, really – they know it's sacred mummy time in the morning and it doesn't always work. But um, majority of the time they actually see that, you know, mummy's a lot happier and a lot more calm if, if she gets her time. So – I would say look after yourself and don't see that as selfish. See it as important because it is a gift to others as well. Um, you know, the kids, um, we've really tried to make this a win in this season by um, keeping it really fun and spontaneous where we can because there are so many unknowns and we've found, okay, what is it that we can control? What is it that we can make fun and unique in this season? Because, you know, they're all at home with me. They're all, I'm homeschooling. Um, all of them, which is something that I've never done before this. So I'm also a person who really likes a plan. So I've had to plan to be spontaneous. Ben doesn't need to plan to be a spontaneous, but if you're out there thinking I'm not that type of person, like I'm actually not that type of person, but we always have things that um, we allow the kids to look forward to, whether that's, you know, um, alone time with Ben or I, uh, little dates here and there and it doesn't need to be anything big I'll take one of the kids with me to the grocery store um to shopping you know getting groceries and then I'll have a milkshake with them after or um, maybe Ben's been taking Savannah for a hike lately and it's just cute like finding moments of time to have um with them I think has been really helpful uh, yeah I just think you need to be kind to yourself because we've never been here before we've never been in this season of um of what it looks like right now on the earth. So just being kind to yourself, finding your own rhythm and just realizing that this is actually um, a challenge for them to process too. You know, their life has changed a lot and I'm very aware that, um, you know, when they act out or when something's weighing on them, it's, it's always attached to something else that they're feeling, you know? So I've been trying to 
just understand that, you know, change is not easy for anyone, even your kids. So I think just, again, being kind to each other and um, being patient has helped a lot. Yeah. I think it's actually important for us to be talking. Again, not everybody has children or might identify with all of this, but um, we need to keep talking about our kids because, and the kids, about, you know, even if we don't have children ourselves, others do, and we have, you know, life together. But like this is a difficult season for children and going into another second half of the year and teenagers and like it is not a joke that children are suffering mental challenges. Adults are, but adults have a little bit more maturity up their sleeve to actually hopefully navigate those feelings and what have you. So I think it's actually really important that you talk like that. And even like the day that you, you know, when we first came over here, you said, oh, can, can Savannah just come over and have like an afternoon with you me just on her own because why tell them why because well because i mean like i said this has never been in a situation we're we're living in times that we've never lived in before so whether it's us getting used to the fact that we have all the kids around all the time or whether it's them getting used to the fact that they're no longer around all their friends they're no longer going to school and having all those extracurricular activities i mean i've seen in my own kids Um, we've had some really good chats about the fact that like, it's just hard. It's hard right now. And that's okay. You know, I think Ben and I have always tried to be, um, to show even them our vulnerabilities like that. We're finding it hard too, you know, and that's okay. We're going to, we're going to get through this together and it's not always going to be like this. But um, I told Savannah, um, you know, what, what is it that's going to, you know, make you your heart happy in this time what is it that i can plan for you to look forward to and she said she loves to do things on her own with one of us or or with you or pops or um like she that really fills her um heart you know her love tank so i think it's about just being able to listen and not feel like okay i need to have all my ducks in a row and them all to be fine and parenting like a as a like a blanket statement like it needs to be every kid is going to handle this differently and I've found that with our kids I think really practically there's been a lot of things that we've done in this season like even the power of setting the tone in your home I know for us um, you know with kids it can be hard because practically having like junk everywhere or a messy house like you you can feel like the walls are closing in a bit and we've tried to really um, be intentional with screen time how much they're what they're watching we hardly ever have like the news on unless we're like present with them um making sure you know we have worship on in the house and just it's at the point now where they actually have found that they really enjoy living in a clean beautiful space to the point where like they'll do a chore i know this is like not everyone's story but it was like a lot of kind of little things to them to get to the point where they're like okay i'll do my chore today because i know that I actually like living in a clean, nice, peaceful space. And I tell them all the time, I have to have like rallies, like 10 times a day. I'm like, okay, family meeting. And even if it's two seconds or, you know, five minutes, we're like, okay, do we want a peaceful home? We all agree. Yes, we want a peaceful home. Okay, how do we do that? And I get them to tell me, I'm like, what is it that's going to make your home peaceful? They're like, if I get to have time like in my room or on school without someone bothering I'm like okay great let's do that somebody else is like I like music on I'm like okay great so like actually listen and ask your kids what it is that is going to help them in this season because sometimes I think um there's like we underestimate the power of that just listening to them and and helping them along the way you know such good advice Lucille girls are saying amen in the chat line it's beautiful amen being intentional mm-hmm. 
Amen. So we can all have b- bad days, like crummy days, but big picture, we need to get c- intentional. Okay, change tack, California. Okay, this amazing <laughs> state and country. Um, we're going to go to the high ground because um, right now this nation is extremely politically charged and it's very volatile on so many levels. And so it's so easy in life to talk about what's not right at the moment in anything, but I'd rather talk about what is positive and what is good. So just tell us real quick what drew you and Ben to California, if you can articulate that, what you love about the people and the culture here. Amen. Let's speak life into the space. And... Um, a little bit about how it was for you just to trust God with the unknown because you were a little bit of a home girl. Mm-hmm. You were excited about coming here. The idea of leaving home and family and friends and familiarity was real for you. So just take a few moments there. Okay. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, we were, you know, born and raised in Australia. I never thought in a million years that I would ever live anywhere else. I have always been a huge home girl, homebody. Um, you know, my family's all in Australia and I didn't know anything different. And so when Ben went on a trip, uh, almost eight years ago now, he went on a trip and he had a layover in um, LA. And so he just had some time to kill before his flight um, left at night. And he went into town, um, into the city and he had lunch and he just uh, was on his own, wasn't with anybody, and he just felt God begin to stir his heart for the people of this city. And he and he was on a rooftop and he was looking out across the city and he was just, he could not shake this overwhelming feeling that that God was calling us there. And, you know, the truth was that there were um, a lot of amazing established churches already there, but um, for whatever reason, he just felt that, um, you know, God was speaking to him about what, we could bring to the table with Hillsong and, and, and really pioneering a, a campus there. And so he came home and told me this and we had three young girls at the time. We had just um, moved into a, a new house and which we had worked, you know, really hard to, to get. And it was just like a, a kind of a season where we were kind of about to put our roots down <laughs> and then this happened and it was, and it was a lot because, you know, it was crazy because I remember him coming to me and I just, I was like, well, God's going to have to speak to me too. Like, I don't, like, I, I knew that it was very real to Ben that, that call. And I asked God that very night, I'm like, God, would you do a work in my heart? Because I wanted to feel the call as well. And I remember about a week later, I couldn't talk about it for a week with him. I was like, just give me time. Just give me time. I had to like process it. I was sitting in my backyard of the house that we had just, you know, months earlier moved into. And I felt, God challenged my heart and I felt him say, you know, you could stay here and it would be comfortable and it would be familiar and it would be all those things. But I also have another plan if you want to take the leap of faith. And I was there and I was just like, okay, that's all I needed. I just needed that. Like, okay, God, we're leaping. And, and it, and it has been, it was a leap of faith for us because I think we left with um, eight suitcases and it, like hearing you talk about that, that time at Easter, like driving to your house, we were just, I was sweating the whole time. I'm like, are we going to do this? Because we knew once we like gave voice to it and opened our hearts up to you guys, it was kind of going to get the ball rolling. And so, uh, yeah, we moved over and we just, we trusted God knowing that he had called us there and it wasn't long before we, you know, fell in love with the people and the place and, you know, it also didn't come without challenge as well. We had a lot of um, challenges with our visa. 
God bless visas. We flew back. I think we ended up flying back um, like six times within a nine-month period. So some of that was all of us with the kids, which, you know, three girls under, I think it was five at the time. It was like no joke, you know, and we had to really um, in those times like trust that this is God's plan. And even if it was a fight, even if there were challenges, we knew that he had a plan and he was going before us. So um, it's just crazy to fast forward to now and to see just the faithfulness of God of what we have, you know, three campuses now in, in Orange County in LA and in San Francisco and just seeing uh, so many people find home and find um, community here and find Jesus. Hello. It's like, God has been so good to us. And so it was really all about um, obedience to him for us. Uh, And I pray that whatever it is that we ever, you know, put our hand to in life or that he calls us to in life, that, that we would answer that call. And sometimes it is a hard yes to say yes to the things of God, but he, he always is faithful to, to look after us. And we've, we've felt the hand of God guiding us this whole time. So we're very grateful. Yeah. I think anyone, on who's had to step out in faith in any area will identify with that and that it does it just takes faith it's mm. like it takes faith to step out and we've all had those journeys but you know sometimes it can look glamorous and in many ways it is glamorous you came to a beautiful beautiful city a city of light city of angels as they say you know but nevertheless you know it's hard ground and california is is hard ground mm. and um in many places you know los angeles is um it's, it's an interesting city of strongholds, and I'll say that. I'll say that unashamedly. It's a city of strongholds. And so by the grace of God, God's got a plan for this place, and there are great churches in this, um, you know, city and state, and it's an honor for us at Hillsong to be alongside. And you guys have done a great job, and there's a great crew of people here. And, like, this is like a second home for us, Australia mm. home, by the way, but it's like a second home. And, of course, having the family here, having – you know, even Joel and Esther these days over on this side of the coast and the studios and the channel and the whole community. Um, like we can do a lot of our life here, but um, kudos to you and well done, sweetheart. All right. Okay. So third question. Um, we did a series for about three years at Sisterhood called Brave Women Run in My Family. And uh, if you girls recall, we had that Bible and we had these 40 different um, <clears throat> magnificent women in the Bible that we worked through. <clears throat> and then the last one in the Brave series, the last one that we actually taught was um, Lois and Eunice, the story of a grandmother like Nana Lois and her, um, her daughter Lois, no, Eunice. <laughs> I, always get, I always get Lois and Eunice mixed up like I get all mixed up. Anyway, so which one killed who? But anyway... <laughs> No one's killing anyone this morning. <laughs> so the Bible has this amazing grandmother, mother and grandmother, and uh, who deeply impacted the life of um, Timothy in the, old, in the New Testament. And so, you know, it, it was like an amazing series that we did together. But um, you, Lucille, have two amazing women in your life. Um, you have lots of great women in your life. I'm one of them by the grace of God. But you have two very... <laughs> Women, and that's your mum, Vereen, and your nana, Hilma, Hilma Prista. And um, so I just want you, we've often talked together, ladies, we've, Lucille and I have often talked together about her mum and her nana and how remarkable they are in their story, their testimony, their courage. And so I would love you, Lucille, 
this is your opportunity and I know your mum is watching and I know your nan is watching right now actually because I gave them a heads up but um, I'd love you just to talk a little bit about them what you've maybe gleaned and observed in their lives and you know just anything that you would love to take from their lives and teach to your girls and to your children um, about legacy in life mm. you, that's a big call but can you do it it is a big call because brave women absolutely run in my family and you are one of them, Bobby, as well. I love that you were like, by the grace of God, I'm one of them too. And you are, um, you know, my mom and my Nana are two of my absolute heroes in life. And if you know me and if you, um, have spoken to me at all, you would know that, um, they're on here today. Of course they are because they're my biggest cheerleaders. They always have been ever since I can remember. But, um, my Nana is 90 years young. She has Instagram. She has Facebook. She's the youngest 90-year-olds you'll ever meet. Um, she's a wordsmith. She's traveled the world. She's a poet. And she's really the rock of our family. Uh, my Nana, anyone in my whole family will tell you that uh, she's the rock of our family. And her and I have a very special relationship. You know, I'm the only, um, I'm her only granddaughter. So I'm not going to say I'm the favorite, but I'm the favorite. Um, <laughs> and she, her and I just from the moment, uh, honestly, since I was a little girl, we've always had a very special connection. I think her and my mom, both of them have actually lived, um, and had to walk very hard roads in life. And, um, you know, both in different ways, but at the same time, they've both faced so many, so much challenge in life and, and stuff that a lot of people don't come back from, you know, and I've watched them and I've seen them continually uh, hold on to Jesus in those times. I remember being a little girl and not knowing the full extent of what was going on, but I could see that they were facing heartache and I could see that they were, um, you know, facing challenges that you wouldn't wish upon your worst enemy. And my mum actually went on to write a book um, about her story. And I mean, you read the book and if you meet her, it's like it, it doesn't compute because something that has always been a gift on my mum's life is that she doesn't wear it. And I've always just been so blown away by her because she, she has this joy. Uh, I mean, she's a life of every party for starters. She's the loudest one at the table. She's always inviting someone over. She's like just, just the life of the party. That is her. But to know the things that she's faced and walked through and overcome in her life. And yet she still has that joy. Um, I think it's one of God's gifts in her life for sure. And it's something that I've learned so much from because in my life today, I, take inspiration from that I see the way that she um, even as a mum would she has a lot of years where she was a single mum and um and she would just push through whatever she was facing and she would find her joy she, I, I watched her I watched her do it and I watched her and my nana continually hold on to Jesus and never lose their joy and I think that is such a powerful um I mean, it's, it's their legacy in a lot of ways because I'm so aware um, that I'm living in the fruit of that today and, and living in the prayers that they prayed over my life. Um, I actually woke up in the middle of the night two nights ago and I woke up at like 2 a.m. with this overwhelming sense of like gratitude to my nana um, 
just because I'm, you know, whatever it is that I face in life, I'm so aware that that resilience and that, um, I think that, that ability to run to God and to, and to really anchor yourself in him. I mean, some of, some of the way that I respond to things doesn't make sense in my own strength and it's God and it's legacy and it's living in the fruit of the, those prayers, you know? And so I'm just so grateful because I see that, um, their choice to continue to hold on to Jesus and their choice to push through and to choose joy and to, um, I mean, my mom is to the point now where she just loves helping people with her story, um, overcome things in their life. And I think that's a beautiful thing as well. So I'm very aware that I come from a very rich legacy and and even you, Bob, I've learned so much from you. I've learned to stay the path. I've learned the power of, um, just trusting God, even in the face of something that is like trying to take you out. I've seen you um, have gentle strength and gentle strength is sometimes the, the most powerful strength to have because no one's seeing it and no one's applauding you for it. No one's um, sometimes even aware of it, but within yourself knowing that, okay, this is the hard work that I'm doing, knowing that it's me and God doing this, facing this together. I I've seen you. Um, I've seen you, become a spiritual giant even though you're the kindest most gentle thing you are a spiritual giant mother dove so um, I want to say as well you know there's a lot of things that I learned that um, from growing up you know because we didn't have a great um, we had a lot of things that went on in our in our family and and um, that was quite traumatic to be honest you know and so I don't want to paint this picture of some perfect childhood what I am saying is that in the midst of those things I've seen um so much strength in my mom and my nana and I'm so grateful because it's given me the example to go you know what you can do hard things with Jesus and you can um, put your faith in God through the unknowns and you can do one day at a time and you can find your joy in things and so I am I'm so grateful for that but what I did want to say is even if you have not grown up with somebody that you know um, with a strong legacy or, or people that you can look up to. I think the beauty of the, and the grace and the, and the goodness of God is that you can actually be that person to start that legacy yourself. You know, I know that there's so many things in my life that I'm like, I've seen things affect me in a certain way where I'm like, you know what? I know I've learned from that, what I don't want, you know? And so I think sometimes learning things from every angle and going, I am going to be the one to, start this legacy and my kids like I think it's so incredible to see the things that I'm naturally like teaching them and naturally doing (laughs) that I learned from my mom and I learned from my nanny nana and there's some other things that I've had to learn in my own journey that um that only the road could teach me you know so I I'm very aware um of the blessing that I have in, in that legacy. And I, and I don't take for granted. I don't underestimate the power of prayer. I pray for my grandchildren. I know that sounds so ridiculous, but what I said to my Nana in um, the letter I wrote her in the middle of the night, I said to her, I feel like God's telling me I'm going to be the rock of my family. Just like you were the rock in ours. And I think that was just such a powerful revelation because it, it, it changes the way I behave right now. It changes the way that I, I face things knowing that, hey, this might not just affect me. It might affect the generations to come. So um, sorry, that was like a loaded answer, but um, it's it's a powerful thing. So I'm very grateful. I think it was amazing. And I, you know, 
Hilma's probably crying right now and your mum be like, oh my God, that's my daughter. And she'll be like tweeting already. I'm so proud of my daughter and she should be. But um, I love how you, how you said, like Brian's always said, and you, you echoed it, you said it there, like we get to, in Christ, change the generation. So if there's been, like your parents were amazing, but, you know, regardless of your background, those who are listening, you know, you've got an opportunity in Christ to actually pivot there and, and, and create a new reality for the generations to come. And I love how you, it, it, it's very apparent that your mom and your grandmother had a strong relationship and they were like partners together. And the reason I'm saying that is because I referenced that um, teaching on um, Lois and Eunice. And so I pulled it out because I, I got the transcript because every woman on that Brave series, I actually transcript all the teaching in case we one day need to make it into a book. I pulled out that teaching and um, I forgot that I even taught it. I, I couldn't even remember that I actually taught that one. And so girls listening in, what we're going to do is I'm going to load that. We're going to load that into the IG live history just as a teaching. It was 2017. But, you know, they were, it's very apparent that Lois and Eunice had a great partnership together. And in doing that, they deeply impacted the apostles' lives, made a huge impact on Paul because he writes and talks to Timothy about his mother and grandmother. And so it had a deep impact in a really troublesome time. And I actually think it's a great message with your, if you're bored girls at some point in the next few days, take a look be encouraged because there's like 10 things that come out of that story that are actually really strong. I love that you're, um, I love that you've got a, had a chance. So did you write your, your, did you write your grandmother a letter in the night? I wrote it to her in the night and I told her, it's so funny when you say the partnership because her and my mom, um, sorry, I've got sun on my face. Her and my mom are very close um, and have always been. And so I wrote the letter and I sent it to her and I said, These are for, this is for your eyes only. And then the next day my mom's like, Nana's begging me, like dying to tell me, show me the letter. And I was like, all right, she can read it to you. But it was just, um, I had to tell, I felt this urgency to tell her like, hey, it's no small thing, all those sacrifices you made, all the times that it was easier to walk away or to choose a different path. Thank you. Thank you for staying. And thank you for, um, sorry, I knew I was going to cry at some point. Um, Thank you for the prayers and the things that you might have uh, found hard in, you know, choosing joy when, there was not much joy to be found and trusting Jesus with the outcomes of things that you didn't really know, because I mean, I'm living in the fruit of that. And I know that our family is what it is. I mean, we have very um, close relationship with each other and she is a part of all that. And my mum's a part of all that. And so I just wanted to make her aware of um, the impact, like you were talking about that she had on not only my life, but I'm like, I know the things that I've learned off you, I'm going to be teaching to my grandkids one day. So thank you. And it was just sweet. I love that. Amen. And you know what? There's so many of you listening in and you can tell your own story in this, this vein. And I guess today's conversation is just to encourage us in that, to encourage us that we can, regardless of our flaws, regardless of, it, of the things that we, flaws, the things that we sometimes don't get right. There's always like new mercy on each new day. And um, we just really got to believe that. Amen. In Jesus' name. Okay, I'm going to give you some fast questions because time has ticked away. Um, all right. 
What are your mum and Nana's favourite sweets? Uh, I would say licorice. They do <laughs> love licorice and uh, licorice bullets, you know, chocolate bullets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the jam. <laughs> Question, everyone. I did actually ask Lucille what her um, mum and Nana's favourite sweets are because basically I've organised for a bunch of chocolate licorice bullets to be delivered to them, okay? So... Knock yourself out, Vereen and Hilma. All right. Okay, Lucille, fast questions. Um, is there a favourite movie? Just quick. Is there a favourite movie that you love to watch with your children? <laughs> I like the Toy Story series. I think they're so wholesome, but I also get into them. So Toy Story, all of them. I babysat girls a, a few weeks back, the three girls. They didn't take Blaze and Maui the dog because I was scared that they were going to pounce off the belt. But <laughs> they push you over the edge. They push you over the edge. Yeah. So uh, we watched Sound of Music together. So it was lovely. They are still singing those songs, by the way. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Favorite sunset moment with the kids? Okay. This is, yes. That we've been doing this thing. You know, I was saying about doing things to look forward to. So Ben has this gigantic truck that like comes up to here on me standing up, and it has this big, you know, back part, and we yep. just put a bunch of cushions and we've got like this mattress topper we put in there and we just pull up to the beach and we just take some takeout and some food and cards and we just watch the sunset together and it's the greatest thing ever i would recommend anyone to do it even if it's like the back of your boot the trunk just, yeah. i mean if you've got a big big enough one just go and do it because it's like something about just being watching the sunset i mean i'm all i'm a simple girl like that my favorite Okay, so you have to go really quick, but tell us, can you, can you remember that, was it a lady who watched your family in motion and then came over and wanted to bless your family and gave the children what? They, okay, so this woman comes past with her dog and she was like, oh my gosh, you guys are so beautiful. You're just sitting here watching the sunset. We're like, yeah, like it's just really pretty. And, you know, we just pulled up and watched to watch the sunset. And she said, can I talk to your kids? I was like, absolutely. And all our kids are like the talkative ones, like they'll literally – strike up a conversation with anyone and she went away and then I noticed she was like walking back and I was like oh hello again and she's like I'm sorry I just had to come back one more time I wanted to ask if it was okay because she was Scottish and she had a really beautiful little accent she said it's kind of custom where I'm from that when you meet a really lovely family you give um the children some money and I was like oh really and Lexi's like oh really <laughs> and so she literally gave our kids some money she's like here you go make sure you don't spend it all at once and and I think it was just more the kindness of them just talking to her that like blessed her hearts that was really cute I love that okay all right favorite spontaneous holiday moment in the last 12 months oh have we been anywhere in 12 months yeah you came to my house Oh my gosh, yes, going to Australia and surprising you, coming down the driveway, you were the only one that didn't know, and Brian, I think, um, Pops messaged you and said, uh, your Christmas, oh, I know what you love more than anything and would want for Christmas, go down the um, front yard or something, and we were all waiting there, and that was the best Christmas, and it was actually a blessing in disguise because we didn't end up going to conference, so we got to see all the family, and I feel like that was a little kiss of heaven, for sure. And, and I was so good that day because I didn't go all anal and like freak out because I didn't have enough Christmas food or shopping. 
and um, my PA had gone and stuffed some little toys because I'm like, their Christmas presents are all in California. What am I going to do? And it's Christmas Eve and the shops are shut. So anyway, long story short, we, it was a lovely Christmas and it was a bonus. All right. Okay. We've got like three minutes. Um, what do you love most? Quick. What do you love most about pastoring? I just love doing life with people. That's a good answer. I love that. And what prayer do you love most praying over people? I love praying God's will over people. And you actually taught me that because you never know what someone's going through in life. But I think it's a very powerful thing to actually pray the will of God over their life because that encompasses everything. And in a way, that's what you want. You want God's will for their life. So you taught me that, Grammy. Well, it's been a really nice conversation and we've only touched on a few things, but I think the girls have really enjoyed just leaning in and you're full of wisdom, Lucille, and more so in the years that are going to come. And so I would just love you right now just to pray for the girls and you can exactly do that. You can pray God's will over their lives. I would, just yeah, I would love to do that. Thank you, Father God, that you see us, Lord, and you, and you care about the intricate details of our life. And Father, right now, I don't know who's watching in from where in the world, God, but I know that you see your daughters, Father. And I just pray, God, that whatever it is that might be weighing on their heart right now, whatever's taking up space in their, their hearts and their minds, Lord God, that you would actually be so present in their life, God, that they would feel your love and your presence, Lord. I thank you that you are not a distant God, Father. You are so close, Jesus. And so right now, Father, I pray your perfect will, Lord, over every single person. Um, life, God, watching right now or listening in, Father God, I thank you, Jesus, that we can trust you, God. We can trust you with the unknowns of our life. So right now, Jesus, whatever it is that feels um, overwhelming, that um, might be weighing on our hearts right now, God, I just pray that we would learn to lay that at your feet, knowing that you're a good God, that we can trust with the details of our lives. So we love you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Just stay there, Lucille. It's been so nice chatting, girls. Um, again, I don't know where you're snuggled up, whether you're, in, you know, on a couch or in a corner or in the yard or out walking or whatever, but we love you. Sisterhood loves you. Amen. Our church loves you. And God is moving. God is doing great things all around the world. And yeah, the season is continuing to look a little bit strange, but you know what? God is not. God is still on the throne. And uh, I posted something a couple of days ago because I thought this world is doing my head in. And so I just sat there and it was just, it just came. He's still God. He's still on the throne. He's still sovereign. He's still working in our lives. So many things. So if you ever doubt, go back to that. And I'm really praying that you have a great week. Be praying for the young people at Encounter Fest and Kid Fest. Be really praying that God would do a miraculous thing through the screens in this online season um, that is going to mark them for greatness and just secure the presence of God and the will of God in their lives. Amen. And so I think that's about it, guys. That's all I was thinking. And don't forget I put that Lois. We're actually loading that Lois and Eunice um, message onto um, the history. And so thank you, Lucille. You are all together lovely. Love and, um, you shortly, my darling girl. I'm going out to like buy some, um, what do you call it? Pancake mix. <laughs> Get the pre-made one, I'm telling you. Yes, I will do that. All right. Love your sisterhood, and I'll see you next time. Amen. In Jesus' name. Bye. Love you all. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. 
And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.